Run. Hello and welcome back to another podcast of Here's What You Could Have Run. Uh, when I plan to do this occasional podcast to help people experience their cancelled races, I slightly underestimated how many races I would actually cover. So this week there's going to be two, one for Milton Keynes and one for the Thames Pass 100 mile event. Uh, thanks for the feedback on the first episode, a lot of positive comments. Um, as noted by someone, there was a brief cut in the audio where I managed to miss both me asking a question and half of Ewan's answer, which doesn't really flow too well. Uh, the question was asking what his target time was for London for anyone that couldn't quite work out the missing words. Hopefully this is going to be a one-off and we'll have better audio going forward. Although, as with most podcasts, it seems to be traditional to start with terrible audio and crashy work up. This episode is going to focus on Milton Keynes Marathon. It's part of the Milton Keynes Marathon Weekend Festival, but we're going to focus most on the marathon itself. Although there is a 5K event the day before and on the day of the marathon, there's also options for a half, uh, four-person relay and this year a 10K event as well. As you may know, I live in Milton Keynes and I do love living here. Obviously, there's a lot of people that take the piss out of Milton Keynes, which we're quite fine with because we quite like living here. So keep away if you don't appreciate roundabouts and concrete cows. But in all seriousness, the mix of wide footpaths, canals, rivers and lakes makes it really good for running. Uh, we've got a lot of running clubs in Milton Keynes. Um, I'm a member of two of them. And uh, one of those railway runners is somewhere around 3,000 runners now, one of the largest in the country, which gives a real sign of how much running there is here and how well suited it is. Uh, back in 2012, a local runner, Andy Hulley, decided that Milton Keynes was so good that he should stage a marathon. I'd only just started running back then, and I was secured a charity spot to run London in 2012. I had to raise two grand for Cystic Fibrosis Trust. Obviously, fundraising isn't easy, so I thought, how can I make it that little bit more challenging? So I decided to run Milton Keynes at the same time, which actually turned out to be the following weekend. So that was my second and third marathons, only a week apart, which uh, obviously to most people is a daft attempt, but certainly helped in getting the money back in. And I managed to meet my uh, fundraising target. I managed to uh, finish both marathons. They went well, and I've run it every year since. And that first year in 2012, Milton Keynes had some absolutely awful weather. It was proper biblical weather, with rain just lashing down pretty much from start to finish. It was certainly one of the more challenging events I've ever run in, despite however many I've run in the meantime. So the event did go ahead, though, and even though the race director had to redirect the course mid-race due to a flood, and a few other issues, aid stations obviously being flooded out, etc. Um, everyone did get round, and it was really showed the commitment that the team that Andy's got behind him has to deliver in a great event. So each year, his team's made some small improvements just to try and tweak it and just try to end up with a perfect event. So I've run it every year. I'm in a small group of ever-present legends that are locked in kind of a friendly competition to see who'd be the last man or woman with an unbroken string of marathon finishers. So every year we're a bit sad when one of our clan can't make the day or they're injured or on a holiday, but equally also a little bit pleased that there's one less person to fight with. 
Uh, the event is usually held on the May Bank Holiday Monday, uh, but for 2020, it had to be moved to the Sunday before because the government decided to move around the bank holidays. Obviously, this was all before coronavirus hit and everything was cancelled or delayed anyway. Milton Keynes is now due to take place over the 5th and 6th of September with a 5k on the 5th and all of the races on the 6th of September. Uh, joining me today is Neil, who's run more marathons than entirely sensible, but still comes back to Milton Keynes every year. Thanks for joining me everyone. Here with me today is Neil, a local runner from Milton Keynes. And he's going to be telling you everything you ever wanted to know about the Milton Keynes Marathon that should be taking place this Sunday. But like everything at the minute has been cancelled with coronavirus. So I'll Neil, do my best. Exactly. <laughs> do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into running? Yeah, so um, on my running career, I suppose I started running um, from when I used to leave my car at the pub and then run together <laughs> the next day. So that was pretty much... I actually got into running and I found out I quite enjoyed it. Does that count it. as a duathlon, does it, drinking heavily and then running back uh, to get your car? Not quite sure, but <laughs> it was about a five-mile run. So my starting distance was five miles from uh, Gifford Park to the Broughton pub. <laughs> um, how I'd used to get it, because I'd loads, loads of paying taxi fares um, the next day. And obviously it was a good bit of exercise. It helped me stop smoking and uh, come out of a few bad habits so yeah it was um really really quite liked it. i used to play football with my mate rack and um so we went out for a few runs and then my other friend andy said oh why don't you come to the running club i was like you are yeah. running what i didn't even know there was such a thing as a running club so um <laughs> that must be coming up to 10 years now since i joined the lakeside runners and uh yeah we're able yeah. to make yourself mark and uh yeah so since then i've been doing a fair bit of running and um Last year, ended up doing 52 marathons in 52 weeks. Uh, Milton Keynes was actually my favourite marathon the whole year. So Excellent. So for anyone that didn't hear that, you did 52 marathons in 52 weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, Just, so normal people run maybe one or two in their life and maybe one or two a year. You thought you'd go a little bit further then? Yeah, well, I, I actually took some advice from you, actually, Mark, about uh, long training listen. runs. <laughs> <laughs> about don't do pointless long training runs so the year before when i split up with my um partner at the time i then tried to do 12 and 12 which i think i ended up doing 22 that year and then there was a natural progression to Not try and do the numbers 52. then no. <laughs> well you know i think i'd start starting in march and i've done the 12 by october so i carried on going and um yeah just found it easy and then um, yeah when you get to marathon fitness it's hard to get there you just want to keep going and keep running so you don't want to lose that fitness and keep that yeah no i have often said training for marathons pretty bloody awful so yeah the fewer times you can manage that the better yeah it's much more fun to get a medal and uh you know get a time and a number so i think i'm currently on 92 marathons lifetime so eight away for the big hundred which is obviously going to be next next milestone from at some point when we get our lockdown yeah so you're aiming for the 100 marathon club then so yeah I might try the 100 and 100 weeks as well, depending on uh, how long we start <laughs> Yeah, that's going to make it a bit trickier the minute, isn't it? Well, I was quite fortunate. I did a 10 in 10 just before the lockdown, so I was quite lucky with everything that happened. And for anyone that hasn't heard of that, that's 10 marathons in 10 days. Yeah, so I'm quite, quite glad it all happened just before, before we shut down. So yeah, I'm not sure as many people would be glad they had to run 10 marathons in 10 days, but <laughs> yeah, I think some great. people are. Yeah, it's, it's three of us that did it, but no, it's, it's good fun. But Milton Keynes last year was the standout marathon for me, so 
out of the 52 I decided to run, um, I did try and target myself a sub four. Um, okay. I've got a PB at Milton Keynes, 4.11, which is still my current PB, um, which is a pretty decent time. I'm quite happy with that. And it was just such a hot day as well that it's um, difficult to try and... Yeah, Milton Keynes much. often does get hot days, isn't it? It's, a, mm. it's normally Not a bank holiday in May and it tends to always catch a good weather. Yeah, yeah. So I targeted the, the sub four. Didn't quite get there, but... Um, you know, it's a it is a very very well laid on marathon. It's well supported by the locals. It's um, got a lot of entertainment at the start and finish for the non-runners. Uh, they do uh, the is it the rocket the day before? This is yeah, quite, the five k uh, rockets the day before, and that's yeah. if anyone's not heard of that, that's a slightly net downhill five k, but it is really fast because it's basically you run out, you turn right, and then you keep going. There's no yeah. turning or anything like that, so you can properly go for it. And everyone, despite being a day before a marathon, people are really pushing it. So yeah, it's definitely my PB course. And it is a festival of runners, well, isn't it? It's not. It's a multi-distance event days. They've got the half and they've got a ten k as well, haven't they? That is a good point. Yeah. So on then on the normally it's on the the Monday for the main race day this year. It would have been a Sunday because they moved the bank holiday. You've got the half, you've got the 10K, or the new for this year, 10K, the marathon, and the uh, four-part relay, which is incredibly popular, and I'm told by the RD, sells out quicker and quicker every year. People really like that, and there's a lot of competition for either just to do it fun or fancy dress, but also at the front, the fast teams are proper fast. Yeah, I mean, it's good when you've got a good crowd of everyone running. The big events do make you run fast, I personally find, so... Uh, obviously, I ran a lot of marathons last year, a lot of low-key ones, mid local midweek ones, where there's maybe 20, 30 people. But mm. you know, it's a different kettle of fish when you go into these bigger events because you, know, you naturally get pulled along with a crowd. Um, and obviously, being my hometown, there's a lot of people supporting around, uh, getting clapped on, which always gives you a lift running around. Definitely. Yeah, no, I love Metal Keynes. For me, it's a sort of perfect size. It's, it's big enough to be a proper event, isn't it? But it's not. It's not like yeah. one of the mass city runs where you queue for two hours, drop your bag off, and you and you start pen for two hours in the cold. Yeah, absolutely. So it starts at the stadium MK. Um, so being local, I got dropped off. Um, I travelled light, so I didn't actually have a drop bag. I had everything I carried on me, um, which is uh, quite handy. I think I, I tell you, I might have had a carrier bag to wrap myself up in to, <laughs> to start with the traditional, uh, yeah, running form. But um, I met. Met a few people from the club there before, and I think I met John Dre at the start, or the uh, he had a bag drop, and there's a few photo opportunities which I think I missed. <coughs> but yeah, I always yeah. miss them. Um, so <laughs> yeah, yeah it starts at the stadium, doesn't it? So you've got a lot of facilities there, into the toilets and stuff. Which yeah, are, it's a lot of not glamorous. Are important before a race. Yeah, absolutely. And um, like I said, there is a the parking is quite good, I believe. There is. Obviously, um, an industrial estate across the road. So if you are going, you, you can park um, fairly close and, and walk over. So it's not a problem. Uh, and about public transport, I should imagine there was quite a good drop-off for a bus or something. And, uh, yeah, I think you can yeah. book it in for that. I've not had to because, like you, it's close enough and I'm just get dropped off. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we, we like, we're local. We, drive, we know the whole routes and we know, know all the areas quite well. So... Um, it's, Milton Keynes is a good place to run because it's got so many sort of red routes and, and pathways and you know it's quite scenic yeah I mean a lot of people with Milton Keynes would you know the, the bad rap Milton Keynes the city gets it's all roundabouts and concrete cows and stuff 
and I think yeah, people are surprised when they actually run the marathon that it's not all that. Well, though you do see the concrete cows, which is a highlight, of course. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But it starts as uh, I think was it Simon at Fit MK. I think did a did a warm up at the start. Um, if anyone doesn't know, he's not local. Fit MK like an outdoor, um, almost like a CrossFit kind of club. I don't know what they do. Yeah. Sort of outdoor training. Um, so the, the guy there he used to be an estate agent as well. He uh, he did his um, online warm up, getting everyone you know, at the start uh, pumped if he needed to be pumped. Obviously, I'm. <laughs> really that one because I don't generally want to cool down but it was, it was quite good to, to hear a bit, a bit of banter at the start quite loud um, yeah, walking around to the right sort of pen it's quite easy to get to um, you know there's a few people locally Red Bay runners that are in the same sort of yeah. start as myself um, the, Were you looking for the pacer because Milton Keynes has pacers for the half Yeah no you quite clearly see the pacers I think there was yeah. two um, for each time so I was in the right sort of remit for the between four and four fifteen. So no. I was going to try, um, but because it was so so hot that um, it, it, I kind of lost the pace at the start. With I think I ended up catching him up at sort of mile seventeen, which gave me a bit of a lift. Um, but you know, the, the pace is really easy to, to see and find, and it's um, it starts at the stadium, ends up straight into the centre. Um, again crowds lined each side of the street you get clapped in um pretty much most of the whole course is there's pretty much people supporting the majority of it uh, they do cluster in the center which is on the that year it was on the start in um, six miles i suppose our first 10k was in, in around yeah. the center yeah. um yeah you sort of go up and down the boulevard and um, yeah, you sort of right through the kind of office bit and by the train station, aren't you? So it's, yeah, there's good crowds there's good, out there and a lot of doubling back stations as well. All the way around, you know, you sort of doubling back on some of the A stations in the, in the centre. Um, I didn't carry anything, usually depending on where I'm racing, if it's a trail mouse, I'll, I'll, I'll carry quite a bit with me, but it, it literally took nothing with me apart from my pouch and my phone and um, my card so I could buy some beers at the end. That was uh, the important thing. Yeah, the essentials. Pretty much, yeah. So what do you normally, as a you know, nearly 100 marathon expert, what do you normally fuel with when you're running a marathon? Um, it depends what kind of mood I'm in. Um, I used to eat porridge a lot, um, but typically I'll now have um, peanut butter and toast or something like that. And then, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't get on with gels. So I tend to have sort of like oat bars, things like that, to keep yeah. going on the way around rather than... Um, the gels, gels make me feel sick, so I don't, don't bother with them. Yeah, everyone says they make some people feel sick, and I've, I've from what who people I speak to, it seems to almost be the majority. Yeah, I've um, very rarely found someone who says, "Oh no, gels are fine. I can, you know, <laughs> shove them down for twelve hours at a time on ultra, and I have no issues at all." Yeah, I think they had Lucas Aid as well um, at some of the stops from memory, or there's isotonic drinks. Oh, yeah, I think it might have been Gatorade as a brand, but yeah, it's sports drink, isn't it? Yeah, yeah there, there is sports drinks available as well. So it's, um, yeah, there's plenty there. And then, to be honest, there's quite a lot of people out handing you out jelly babies and stuff, and you know, there's quite a lot of cut oranges and stuff for people handing out yeah. the local, good. I mean, that's um, something I'm going to kind of miss a bit if we get back normally-ish to racing, is I guess it's going to be a long time before strangers will be handing out bowls of sweets uh, on marathons and stuff with the whole hygiene and coronavirus issues. Yeah, so I think probably next year, hopefully, we can sort of get back to some sort of normality. But uh, 
uh, who knows what's going to happen with racing with the rest of the year, to be honest, Mark. Right. It's uh, yes. <laughs> the air at the moment. It's an odd time, yeah. isn't it? But... Yeah, well, I was supposed to be doing the um, Centurion 100 Miler, which is obviously been postponed for November, and they're talking about doing sort of phase starts, and maybe that's something that races will be adopting. Yeah, that's because uh, that's the South Downs 100, isn't it? So that's gone from mm. June or July normally. It's around that, isn't yeah. it? Like, yeah, yeah. so beautiful summer, probably the shortest nights of the year to now being a November race with probably some of the longer nights of the year. But that's if it goes ahead in November, you know, it could right. still be, the government could still be locking down, and we, hopefully not, but we just, just don't know. So yeah. all, all we can do is just wait wait in here. But um, the, the, the race last year at MK, so we've, got, we've gone off track a little bit there, was, <laughs> was you know, very, very well supported with all the locals and because of the, the excessive heat um, there was a lot of people where you're running down the back of their gardens they're coming out of their houses I think the fire brigade even sort of in um, is it brought in the fire station at Broughton? It is yeah you go through the fire station at I should know the distance oh it's about nine miles you go through Broughton yeah. by the fire station and yeah the fire yeah they had the hoses out, out and yeah sort of hosing everyone down it was well sprayed in the air not just hosing people down like it was a yeah, I, I was pacing 3.45 last year, which is good for age uh, time for most women age groups. And yeah, a lot of the people I was pacing were quite looking forward to the, uh, seeing the hunky fireman at that point. I have to say. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a high point you don't get on every marathon, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I mean, if you're not from Milton Keys, it's really difficult to actually appreciate how good the money routes are. Um, you know, the, uh, the redways sort of go past most of the main roads under all the underpasses, so it's quite easy to to put a route out. So it does take you in a good good mix of all, all you know everything old and new down yeah. the canal paths, and you know down by Bancroft, you've got the concrete cows you go by. It's um, you know there's some good natural walks. Um, you know, the Milton Keynes is is stunningly beautiful if you actually get to know it and uh, you know, run as much as we do around the around it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're taking the canals and the lakes and the uh, old railway walk, which is a now defunct railway line. So you get a nice kind of arrow straight level section That's around the up by the 16 to keep pushing. Yeah, the via, you don't go up by the viaduct, do you? It's, it um, sort of turns off before there at Blue Bridge. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, just a well-supported race. Obviously, with um, being local as well, our local running club are out. There's another big, uh, the green lot as well. They were well-supported. <laughs> um, yeah, so we yeah. should probably give them the full name because I called them Green Lot in the last episode and didn't reference them. But that's Redway <laughs> yeah. Runners who aren't red, they're actually green for reasons that I'm sure uh, Martin, who set it up, can remember. But yeah, I think it's to do with there was already someone that had a red club top, it might, it might be the Shenley Striders, I think they might uh, be in red or something. So we just picked the mankiest colour we could think of, I guess. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, it stands out, so you can't argue with that. It does, yeah. But they're they're the biggest running club in Milton Keynes. I think they're the biggest in the country, if no one would say any other. They're ridiculous, aren't they? There's three thousand at the minute. So and mm. I'm a member of both, so as much as I take the Mickey out of Redway, I enjoy running with them as well. So Yeah, and undoubtedly it must be a good club. But um yeah. of course, because 'cause I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always well supported. So any event you go to that some of those guys are running, it's you know, they're generally very well supported over it. But um yeah, so from memory, the race, I say, went up to the MK, come back down through Eaglestone, um, cuts up through Wallstone, is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, you run with the half marathon people all together. That's it, is it? Yeah, just after mile seven, there's a split off, so that's when the half marathon people do take a detour to head back for the shorter one. 
and the marathon one to carry on. And then the marathon yeah. relay obviously follows the same route as the marathon, so roughly every 10k. Every yeah, so it loops up to the north of Milton Keynes and it go up by the canal through Gifford Park and um, then goes across the old railway and then back house, down. Yeah. yeah, by my old house, yeah, down by. Uh, um, it's really loud, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, past Teardrop Lakes, and there's, there's yeah. a little cheeky hill just before mile 23 that certainly last year when I was pacing caught a few people out. Yeah, it's not even really a I mean, hill, it's a slope. But I think at that point, if you're not expecting it, it can be a bit, oh my god, what's this? But yeah, you just kind of have a few seconds in hand before you get to it, and you should power through it. Yeah, and I, I think I died a death at 17, which I usually on most races. <laughs> That's somewhere um, along then, railway walk then, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not far off then, um, yeah. but then it, I think it was there between there and Bancroft somewhere, and then I sort of spotted the the four-hour pace. I thought, well, actually, I can't be too far off um, where I wanted to be, so that sort of gave me a bit of a lift, and that carried me on um, to keep sort of steady pace running till the, to the end of the race. But, uh, you know, it is, it is a nice finish. You're coming in into the stadium is a, is a pretty good finish. Um, yeah, by the, by the time you finish, there's probably a lot more people in there still. By the time I finish, I've got past four hours. It's thinned out a little bit, but uh, you weren't much better than uh, after, sir. Yeah, it was, uh, I think you had finished after me the year, year before, wasn't it? Because you did the 515 pacer. Yes, that was the day after finishing a 100 mile race. So that was That's not it. the best idea I've ever had, but it did work and it was good to help people <laughs> out and pace a bit. But yeah, I'm yeah, that helped you on the end. Grand Union, wasn't it? You were training for? Yeah, a nice short race, that one. <laughs> so, you said you kind of targeted this one. How much did you actually taper for it before, based on the fact that I you run... I've never tapered for anything <laughs> in my life. Um, so, not at all. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I'm not really a proper runner. As in, I don't stretch off. I don't warm up. I just go and run. And um, I've managed to just go and run marathons. So, I can pretty much just rock up and run a marathon it might not be quick it might not be um yeah, a decent time but it, it, i can it's just got to grind them out really that's i think what. the average finish time at london they say is about four and a half hours so yeah mm. considering not even tapering you are still beating the average yeah and obviously i've run in the, the week before and around the week after and um <laughs> yeah it was uh as you do yeah yeah, it was it was a, it was my second PB of the year. I think the one the previous one was with the Bedford Autodrome, which was the day after your fortieth. Oh yeah, absolutely. Where you were quite relaxed at that one with the alcohol. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, managed to sweat it out the next day. But yeah, I was quite glad to get it near the the fourteen. I think it was four eleven or something. Um, but when you're doing the volume that I was doing last year, you kind of don't really focus too much on time. So I tried yeah. to set myself two races. Um, for a decent time. One was Milton Keynes and the second was Abingdon. Uh, I didn't end up running Abingdon for childcare issues. Um, so yeah, it just ended up being my, my my quickest time to date. So when I have a bit more time to start racing again, I'll probably try and get that four, um, sub four cracks. Yeah. Were you due uh, to be running it again this year? I was, yeah. Yeah, I was all signed up, mate. So uh, third year in a row. It's postponed now till September. Um, so hopefully it will go ahead then and might be a bit cooler. So I might actually get the, the sub four then. You never know. Well, I'm meant to be pacing four hours. So okay. Yeah, I you might get swear at you. I've been chasing your tail then. Exactly. But no, it's, it's quite a nice finish though, isn't it? Because when you come into the, I mean, I enjoy beer. So um, it's when you get your 
get your medal and your goodie bag, which has got a nice T-shirt from uh, Right Move, who can afford it with the amount they charge us agents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, can, you can get get up to the well in the stadium. They've got like another bar which looks over on the pitch. It's a pitch side bar, so it's not round. It's not what people know from it. So being local, we managed to get in there and um, clap everyone in while enjoying a yeah. Beer at the yeah, end. I think that's a good. The finish is literally on the pitch. You come down the ramp, don't you, into the stadium, and it's it's probably the most the nearest any of us to get to sort of walking out onto the pitch at Wembley or something, isn't it? It's, yeah, you, you do do a lap of it. They're, I mean, if you've got a young family with your partner, whoever, there's quite a lot of them to do around there, isn't there? Um, yeah, they lay on everything, and there's you know paid activities and free stuff, and you can do a rock climbing wall and stuff like that normally. So. Yeah. yeah, it's not like some marathons where you're starting in a windswept industrial estate in the middle of nowhere and your family just sit there bored, praying that you did something more useful and interesting as a hobby. Yeah, and the only <laughs> downside is that when you do finish, you've got to go up a flight of stairs to get through to the the finishes. Area. Yes. That's, that's the only negative, I would say, of the whole thing, is that once you finish, you've gone over the, the, the finish line, you don't want to be going up a flight of stairs. But I think that's a comedy value. Yeah. But then uh, you mentioned Abingdon earlier, they do that, except they uh, they also have free teas and coffees at the top of the steps. You've got to climb up into the stadium, get your free tea or coffee without a lid, and then climb back down the steps, try yeah, not to, to scold your yourself. Off. Yeah, with the fact that you can't move your legs or bend. It adds a certain yeah. element of fun. <laughs> but I think there's quite a good finishes area as well, races finisher um, at MK. I didn't hang around in there for long to be honest purely simply because I just had all the stuff carried with me and um, yeah. Veronica was meeting me at the end so I had a had a pre-arranged lift to get home so all I needed to do was um, sort of like um, have a couple of beers and um, get driven home which is what I effectively did which is how I do yeah no I, the last time I used a drop bag service there this year I didn't because like you didn't have much stuff but it was yeah it was ridiculously short you walk to the front and they've already got your bag ready it's proper organised so Mm. I have done some events before, it's like a half marathon I did, that I waited nearly two hours to get a bag for, and it just takes a shine off, however good the race may or may not have been. So Yes, it's absolutely, I, I tend not to run, well, use drop bag service purely because of that. Um, a lot of the race I've done is just waiting around for bags. So I try and carry what I can with me, leave everything else locked in the car most of the time. Uh, but, yeah, you can't do it on all events. Um, but yeah, I understand Milton Keynes. Is it Foxy was doing the bags there? He was, yeah. So, yeah, yeah so. Foxy is another race organiser in Milton Keynes. So the advantage of Milton Keynes Marathon is most people involved in it are in it for the love of running, not to you know, not to make a fortune off of runners like some of the great run series that you see. Yeah, and a few of the runners that I know that know the race director said he's always looking to improve it and he's always asking people for feedback on what they'd change and how they'd do things. Yeah. need to, to kind of make it a more improved race. Um, so it was, it was the standout race for me last year. It was my favourite. Um, yeah, I think it's just a, a great event that everyone should run. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, would you recommend it for a like, first time as fundraisers? Anyone, any particular demographic you think appeals to? Yeah, I think I think it'd be all, all, all. It's pretty much for everyone, really. You know, I think if you're doing fundraising, it would be a good one because it is a big enough event to get carried around. It is well supported. Um, you know, even if you're sort of, you know, building up to marathon, you can run the half marathon. It gives you that good, good 
big crowd feeling, doesn't it? You know, big city events. Are, yeah, um, definitely a good size. And that, the extra endorphins from running around, everyone cheering you on. It's a nice, nice environment. And they do have some really good medals as well, if that's your thing. They've always, uh, yeah. If you like cows. Way. I definitely like cows. You, you can't live in Milton Keynes and not want a cow <laughs> on your medal, so. Yeah, it's all cow related, most. Exactly. Look, the ones for this year are particularly good, after have Mm. they do like a multi so if you do the rocket and you get an extra medal if you do the yeah if you do either the the relay the half or the marathon the, on the second day and the rocket on the half you get an extra medal for doing both to prove how wonderful you are so, so <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I've got that every year I could apart from the year I was running 100 miles the day before no I've never run a 5k so I'm going to start now <laughs> not far enough for you know no, that's right, you, mate. You still have a beer at the end of it, though. It's all right. It's not, you don't have to run a marathon to get a beer. Too early in the morning to have a beer after a 5k. <laughs> so, uh, any advice for anyone else that hasn't run Milton Keynes before? Uh, just check it out and do it, really. You know, I think you can pretty much stay in accommodation locally fairly cheaply. Um, you know, there's obviously these days you've got Airbnb, you've got booking.com, people sort of rent your spare rooms yeah. if you try to do it on a budget. and yeah, the transport links to Milton Keynes are pretty phenomenal. Um, yeah, it's not far from the station if you're getting the train in um, yeah. to get down to, to Bletchley. You, you can actually walk it if you want to, depending on what time you get in. Nice um, warm up. Yeah, they, they, they might even run a shuttle bus, I'm not quite sure. I um, believe but, yeah. they do, but yeah, I, I, again, I've not I had to write about that. But, but yeah, so, no, I'd, I'd strongly recommend it for everyone to do. Excellent, thank you. Well, aside from Milton Keynes then, how are you coping with coronavirus? Uh, when's your next race going to be? <laughs> uh, your guess is as good as mine at the moment, mate, because I've had a few books which have obviously been cancelled. Um, yeah. I've been back to long, boring training runs. I can't bring myself to run more than 19 miles at the moment. <laughs> but it's just, oh, I'm bothered. Uh, there's no <laughs> yeah I, race you, you didn't normally finish. used to yeah, run more than 20 in training, but I did do a pointless 26.2 on the day that I should have run London last weekend, so. Yeah, I saw that with your home, homemade medal. Hey, well, lovely made by the kids it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah and it said first place, you know, the real London, I'm not <laughs> going to get first place, am I? So, no. some, some benefits to run it unofficially. Yeah, so, I was training for um, a 100 mile event, which I mentioned during the time away. Um, but obviously, that's now been postponed, so everything's just been pushing back, really. So, until we yeah. sort of get an idea, I think a lot of it's going to be driven from England athletics, really, what their recommendations are, because you know, they've told everyone to well, self-isolate and stay at home, haven't they? Which yeah, and they've banned their races to the end of May, haven't they? Yeah, England's left it, yeah. so at least till the end of that before something happens. Yeah, so as soon as we get things back open, I'll be running as much as I can and um, hopefully keep my mileage up to train for the 100. Excellent. And are you are you running all these marathons just for the hell of it, or are you doing it for any fundraising? Uh, I did do the fifty two and fifty two for the MCF last year. Um, I think I raised around fifteen hundred pounds. So, Excellent. Um, well done. If you want to find me on Facebook? I'm sure there's a link there somewhere. Uh, but no, I don't tend to, to do a lot of fundraising. But because it was such a quite a big achievement doing effectively a, a marathon a week, I did try and raise a bit of money to do something for it. I don't like asking people for money all the time. It's um, yeah, when you're doing something you love, you've been running and fitness. It's... Yeah, I think doing 52 is, yeah, like you said, a bit of a step beyond just running though, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's one hell of a commitment. Yeah, no, which, which 
it was good. I'm glad I did it. And uh, yeah, almost to the next thing, which is going to be ultras. Well, that's why you can eat more food and drink more beer. That's a good point of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you start, start running to lose weight, you start doing ultras and you're putting on weight. Yeah, yes, I can certainly testify to that as a living example, but never mind. <laughs> cool. But I hope it should be back to normal soon and we'll. I'll be back. Right yeah, I hope to run with you again soon because it's a bit weird this solo running constantly. Yeah, I ran past you the other week and uh, <laughs> that's what we're doing, running yeah. past, past your car base at the moment. Although I heard you got in trouble for running somewhere you shouldn't have, hey? <laughs> yeah, I did get shouted at for running through the OU. <laughs> that's passing, yeah, you can't even run on your own without getting into trouble, can you? <laughs> I know. But, uh, he didn't catch me. That's fine. Made me, made me run past. There you go. You might get a PB that way. Cool, excellent. Well, thank you very much for coming on and talking about Milton Keynes Marathon. And yeah, hopefully I'll see you on the new scheduled date for it later in the year. Yeah, all right, Mark. Take care, mate. Yeah, so much. Cheers, Bart. Well, thanks, Neil, for joining us there and uh, going over Milton Keynes Marathon in detail. Hopefully he's giving you a flavour of what you're missing this year. or certainly missing this May. Hopefully it will take place again in September. If you do choose to run in September and you're aiming for a four-hour finish, then you should find me being a four-hour pacer. So you can say hello and I'll do everything I can to make sure you meet that target. MK Marathon has pacers uh, throughout range at 15-minute intervals, so you should be able to find someone that can help you get there. And unlike a lot of marathons, they are very experienced pacers. Most have run well over 100 marathons. I'm on around 130, 140 at the minute, and I'm arguably one of the least experienced from that point of view. So the people doing it really know what they're doing. And Andy and Foxy, who organises the pace, has done a really good job of picking some decent runners there to try and help people achieve their goals. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and there should be another one out later in the week talking about Thames Path 100, which is a nice short 100-mile jog from Richmond down to Oxford along the Thames. See you all soon. Game over.